During the Cold War, the U.S. Navy's fleet of nuclear submarines seemed invincible. A highly mobile underwater tank with the capability of destroying entire cities, this Death Star of the Deep had one fatal weakness. A small squadron of rebel sharks posed the greatest threat to U.S. security. But how did a tiny fish do so much damage? This fresh batch of treats flips the tables and takes a bite out of war crime here in life, death, and taxonomy. Welcome back to Life, Death, and Taxonomy. It's 30 minutes of interesting animal info for you. I'm Joe. I'm Carlos. And today we're talking about an ugly little baker that makes the kind of cookies only a predatory fish would love. But more on that later. Absolutely. Yeah. They're, they're gross cookies. <laughs> I don't want one. Me neither. Uh, <laughs> we're talking about the cookie cutter shark. Yeah. Isn't that cute? Sounds delicious. It, it sounds like it, it looks cute. Sounds sh- sugar frosted. It's not that cute, actually. It's not when you cute. Look at it. It's not cute. Uh, but we're gonna call it here. The Phantom Menace. Carbon copy cookie monster. Okay. <laughs> and cookies and scream. <laughs> That's perfect. Would you like to know what it, it's, it's called when the scientists get a hold of it? Yes. <laughs> because this is this is uh, your. Or this is this is my animal, even though we just did my animal, but that's on account of some technical difficulties. Yes. Uh, let's talk about the taxonomy. Uh, the kingdom. You know it. You love it. You are in it. Animalia. Did I get As it right? That is a gift. Did I get it right? Yes. 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 Uh, the phylum is Chordata. That means bones. We know that. Spines. I have trees here on mine. Phylum trees. Well, that's incorrect. <laughs> uh, the class is uh, Chondrichthys. I'm guessing con instead of chon. Because yeah, it's chordata, it not chordata. Uh, and that's sharks. Yes. And the order is squaliforms. Squaliformes. They're small storms. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the form of a storm. Um, <laughs> storm form. Go. Squaliform. Uh, the family is Dalitidae. Or Dalatiidae? Yeah, that sounds right. Dalatiidae? Yeah. Uh, and the, sounds like a princess. Yeah. Like that went missing <laughs> in 1830. I almost said 40. That's incorrect. Yeah, that would be wrong. No. There was definitely no princess named Dalatiidae <laughs> that went missing in the 1840s. Uh, the genus is Isistius. Isistius. Uh, and then the species is... Uh, Brasiliensis. Brasiliensis. So, Isistis Brasiliensis. Isistius Brasiliensis. Yes. And Isistius is apparently the Egyptian goddess of light, and Brasiliensis is Brazil. Yeah. But since we're in the business of naming things, it's time for arguably the listener's favorite part of the show. Uh, okay. Yes. <laughs> uh, the, the part where I ask I you a question. That's a fact. Uh, yeah, I I did the most recent poll. Um, it's a and small poll didn't have it. it was, not everyone was. I able did to the most. <laughs> I pulled the pools, and got and got a de- definitive answer. Um, so in in critter groups, critter groups. Sorry, I forgot the beginning. Um, I asked Joe a question, which is always the same, and that is, what is the collective noun for this animal that we're talking about? 
and it pose it in a uh, multiple choice question, which is considerably more forgiving than Measure Up. So, <laughs> just going on on record there. So, what is the collective noun for a cookie cutter shark? When a bunch of them to- are together, it is a batch tray of cookie cutter <laughs> sharks. <laughs> So it's A. B, a, a school. F- a frenzy of cookie cutter sharks. C, a horde of cookie cutter sharks. Or D, a school. It's a school. Of co- Darn Wikipedia. It's f- no, it's a fish. No, but not all fish come in schools. All sharks do, I'm pretty just, sure. Just like not all Frenzy birds. was a good one. I would have considered frenzy if I wasn't absolutely sure at school. And not all not all birds come in flocks. But I'm, we're, not, we're not talking about birds. We're I know, but it's just... School of Sharks. That's I've heard it a million times. You're right. <laughs> I, I knew I knew that one was going to be... I was hoping that Horde would get you. No, Frenzy was the one that was the most compelling. I was thinking about that earlier today. It could be Frenzy. But, like, feeding Frenzy. It was also in the, like, the second paragraph of the Wikipedia page for this animal. So, that's oh. the tough part about this game. <laughs> Is that a lot of the times it's the answer pro- is right there. Prominently displayed, yes. Yes. Would you like to know what it looks like? Sure. Um, Although I'm afraid. Yeah. If you're driving or blind or otherwise cannot see this, I will describe it to your mind's eye. Uh, the cookie cutter shark is a small sea alien that is about as pleasing to look at as other deep sea fish. So... So not at all. Not at all. Uh, Although it, it it takes a back seat to the the black angler. Yeah, the deeper you go, the uglier they That's are. That's the worst thing ever. <laughs> it has a long torpedo shaped body, similar to the Greenland shark. Shout out to that episode. Uh, but it's a it's it's considerably smaller. Mm-hmm. Um, the shark is brown to light tan, so it's compelling to look at. <laughs> 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 it has a lot is has large eyes set close to the front of its head, though it still has monocular vision. Doesn't have binocular vision looking forward. It has the eyes on the s- two sides, um, and then its mouth is located at the bottom of its head, and its small razor sharp teeth are surrounded by large fleshy lips that you do not want to kiss from. No, or a cookie from. No. Yeah. It, it's a it's a sight to behold. And th- these are not your grandmother's cookies. It doesn't or your look, mother's cookies, for that matter. It doesn't look that sharky. No, it looks like a fish. Yeah. Like, it, it has a, a large body with smaller fins, which sharks usually have, you know, sleek bodies with large fins. I bet if it, if it had bones, it would be a fish. Just a, your standard fish. Yeah. But because it has cartilage... It is a shark. Yeah, and it also has teeth similar to a shark. Yeah, but piranhas have teeth. Lots of fish have teeth. But it has rows of teeth that are very similar to the way sharks are. I guess, yeah. Um, let's talk about the real listener's favorite part of the show. Welcome to the listener's favorite part of the show. The part of the, the until empirical evidence shows otherwise. Empirical evidence has been obtained. I haven't been able to see this evidence. I'm, it's only hearsay. I didn't. I didn't see your Twitter poll. Well, it was available in, for the public to see. So I can't where control is it? what you look at. Where is it? It's on Twitter. <laughs> Go look at it. Um, the part of the show where I pose quiz questions to Carlos to convey the animal's size and dimensions in relatable terms. Welcome back to the season of woe, everybody. Although uh, I did really well last time. You did. 
Uh, the last time that nobody's going to hear it because it was in the last episode that we don't have yet. This is the season in which the questions are harder and more relatable than ever. It's also the part of the show that's introduced by either a listener or an animal this season. Um, if you would like to submit your own Measure Up intro, j- just say, sing, or bark the words Measure Up into your phone's recording app. And then email it to ldtaxonomy at gmail.com. We prefer a bark. Actually, if, no. If, I, if you can spare it. Yeah. I mean, you you can bark. You Your dogs can bark. Can your cat bark? That'd be sweet. We definitely want that. Um, today, we have a brand new submission from a listener named Alana. Alana, thank you. Yeah. Uh, without further ado, the listener's favorite part of the show. I liked it. It was soothing. I did like it. And it sounded like you were like in public or around other people, in which case you're telling more people about Measure Up. And, and I appreciate that. I, ho- I hope that lots of people were like, what did you just do? And then you were like, I just sent a, a, a tiny sound clip to the best podcast on planet Earth. I hope that too. She uh, sent two of them. Maybe we'll hear from her again next week or in a couple weeks because I got another person that sent one in. Nice. So look forward to more Measure Ups. Thank you to everyone who has ever sent in a Measure Up. Yes. And if you haven't, please do. <laughs> yes. Because we want to hear your voice. Okay. Let's get right into it. Let's talk about length. The cookie cutter shark is between 42 and 56 centimeters. Or 16.5 to 22 inches. Let's call it 19 inches. Okay. Here's the question. How many cookie cutter sharks go into the diameter of the world's largest cookie? Okay. Here's a hint. The cookie was baked in the immaculate, uh, by the immaculate baking company. That's not an adjective I'm assigning to them. It is just their name. (laughs) They are actually perfect. (laughs) Uh, It was baked in 2003 in Flat Rock, North Carolina. Probably on a big flat rock, too. And uh, as I understand it, the spectacle was done in order to raise money for, to, to create uh, like an art exhibit for local folk artists. Okay, I'm going to say this thing is 15 feet across. Okay. That is a darn big cookie, but I guess there's really no limit to how big you can make a cookie as long as you have enough batter and a big enough, or enough dough and they, a big enough place. They had to like... They had to get creative with their oven, quote-unquote, for sections of the cookie. Yeah, that makes sense. They put it. They made it in sections, but they made, like, a specific type of huge oven that was, like, it baked it on a, like a, like a record player. Like, huh. it baked it in sections. Huh. Yeah. Oh, so they made it and then it, it, spun it around. When you look at the picture, it looks like there are sections of it that were put together. But I'm not really. Maybe that would. There were just uh, sections a, of dough laid out. I'm gonna bring my guess a little bit down and bring it to ten feet. Okay. Um. Man, I want a cookie right now. Same. I want that cookie. Same. <laughs> Air baked. What kind of cookie was it? I don't. I think it was just straight cookie, like sugar cookie. I, I, yeah, I was gonna say straight cookie. Is it? Excuse me? A sugar cookie. Like, yeah. I don't think they had giant <laughs> chips in it or millions of yeah, chips. Yeah, in it. you don't need giant <laughs> chips. You just need lots of chips. Um, 
Okay, so if it's 10 feet across and about two of these go into three feet because they're about a foot and a half long, then we're looking at um, about, I'm going to say six and a half. Okay. Sharks? Yes. Final answer? Yes. Your guess for the cookie size was about six times smaller oh. than the second largest cookie. <laughs> oh, man. This cookie is 101 feet or 30 meters across. Oh, my goodness. And that makes it 63.7 sharks across. That is so big. That is a huge cookie. Yeah. they were. It was measured by a surveyor. <laughs> they needed a topographical <laughs> yeah. uh, survey for it. Goodness gracious, that is a 110, you said? 101. 101 feet. 100, 101 delicious Delmi. <laughs> yeah, I want, I didn't read about who ate it or if it was eaten. Just just Clifford the Big Red Dog. The That's birds it. are like pooping on it and it's so big and it oh, was outside. Oh, it was outside? I'm pretty sure. Mm, I, don't want I, saw, piece, I don't want a piece anymore. Uh, I'll, I'll still go. I'll look at it. If it looks good, I'll eat it. <laughs> like there's be, no bugs on it. There's probably gonna be pollen or something on it. I'll eat pollen. Really? Well, it's not that bad for you. Uh, it is if you're allergic to I it. I mean, yeah, I'll get the sniffles, but I'll eat a giant delicious cookie. So, <laughs> why are you crying? <laughs> I'm eating this delicious cookie. And I'm it's allergic. so good. It's so good. Um, it's a big flavor. Let's talk about daily diving depth. Uh, the cookie travels a vertical distance of three kilometers. Uh, or 1.9 miles um, to the surface each day at dusk to feed and then back down at dawn. That is deep. It is. How many depths of the Jinping Underground Laboratory in China, the world's deepest building, go into the cookie sh cutter shark's daily diving depth? I think that's where like World War Z starts. In oh, like an okay. underground Chinese laboratory. Okay. In, in the book. Um, let's see. Maybe. Use a hint. The library, <laughs> I mean the laboratory, is designated for dark matter physics. Uh, dark matter is the theoretical substance that holds galaxies together, uh, does not interact with light or matter in a way we can detect, and makes up more than more of the universe than normal matter. Like a whole lot more. So they just... Play around with it in there, even though they I don't can't know what they even do. though they can't detect it or or interact with it. I don't know it. what they do with it. <laughs> I think they probably do a lot of. Well, uh, it's deep because of like radioactive shielding. So I, I don't think, know what they're I think they're just there. spending a lot of money to create the the perfect superhuman down there, and they're going to unleash them on the world, just for the spread of communism. Yeah, and they're radio irradiating them with like gamma or something. Yeah. So okay. that they can do that to everyone else who's, uh, who's, who's, who needs it. I want to know, are they protecting whatever their experiment is from radiation, from like solar radiation, or are they protecting everyone else from what their experiment is? Yeah. Radiating? It's definitely going to get loose and they're going to have to send a small squadron of drastically unprepared, um, throw away characters and two main characters a guy and a girl um to go and and suppress this and or, inevitably they will be the only two left alive probably just the girl or two people in a ridiculous giant robot 
Oh, you're thinking anime. I was thinking of kaijus and what is it? What's that movie? Jaegers. Yeah, yeah. Jaegers and Kai, uh, Pacific Rim. Pacific Rim, yeah. Um, Just shoot it. Just shoot it. Why? You you don't need to build a ridiculous robot. That wouldn't, would never work. They have a cool problem. They need a cool solution. A jet. <laughs> <laughs> Jets aren't cooler than giant robots. Everyone knows that. <laughs> and I think that this laboratory is 100 feet below the surface, which would make it 10 stories. That seems like a lot. No, it does not seem like a lot. I feel like I've been 100 feet below the surface in one of those mines. I'm going to say 1,000 feet, which would make this easier. Which would make it like the building as tall as the Empire State Building. Yes, but it's not limited to the structural constraints of yeah. going ab- of gravity. Right. <laughs> um so, yeah, I'll say 1,000 feet, and this goes about 2 miles, which is about 10,400 feet. So, we will say 10.4. 10.4 what? 10.4 laboratory depths go into the daily diving depth of the cookie cutter shark. Okay. The uh, Jinping Underground Laboratory in China is 2,400 meters 7900 feet it was an engineering marvel they had to they had to worry about water pressure in the rocks uh i think it's surrounded by limestone i'm not sure uh anyway it's 1.2 jinping depth uh jinping depths that would take a long time to ride down in an elevator yes (laughs) it would take a long time to fall if you tripped and fell down the elevator shaft, it would take you what more than almost eight Empire State Buildings. It would, yeah. I mean, it might take you like a full forty-five seconds to a minute to fall to like fall the whole distance if you tripped and fell. You definitely don't want that elevator to break. No, because you're going to be stuck there thinking about it forever. Yeah. Interesting. Why China? That doesn't have anything to do with the cookie cutter shark. It's um, Brazilianus. It's depth. Okay. Yeah, it's a measurement of depth. Uh, that does it for measure up segment. Now let's move into some fast facts. Uh, the cookie likes warm tropical waters. It likes to bake in warm tropical waters Cooks. and can be found all over the world's oceans, especially in tropics, uh, especially. It especially likes the Bahamas, Brazil, Sierra Leone, Angola, South Africa, and the Indo-Pacific region. South Africa does not have very warm waters. No, it 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 can it it doesn't just live in warm waters. It can go as north as like Upper California. I guess when, if it hangs warmer out seasons, if it hangs out two miles below the surface, warm water isn't its ne- isn't it, it's isn't a necessity. Yeah, it's not trying to freeze though, so it's not in the Arctic much. Uh, Who's trying to freeze? Not me. Nobody. If you live in those areas, don't worry about it. It doesn't swim where people are, typically. Um, It lives in deep water over two miles deep during the day and swims to about 85 meters or 279 feet at night. Feet down. Um, On rare occasions, it may come all the way to the surface. I don't know, to catch some... Take a bite out of crime. Yeah, that's it. Uh, Cookie... 
is an ambush predator that relies on quick bursts of speed rather than fast chases because it's not very fast. Um, it spends most of its time floating in open water. It has denser bones than other fish in the genus, but it also has a large liver that's rich in low-density lipids that help maintain its neutral buoyancy. Nice. Perfect yeah. for a shark. Yeah. It's also very oily. Also perfect? It serves some buoyancy purpose, but I don't know. I don't get it. I don't Oil is lighter it. than water, and if it's stuck to your skin, then you it helps you to be a little bit lighter than water, I guess. Yeah. Uh, cookie is bioluminescent. Did you know that? I did. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't until I did, learned it. <laughs> like everything. <laughs> uh, except for, like, inborn things. Uh, it has one of the strongest bioluminescent glows of any shark. It glows green on its ventral side. You know what that means? The left? No, it means its belly. Oh, okay. Uh, it it's thought that this helps it hop the left. That'd be funny. I can only glow on one side. <laughs> this is my good side. I'm glowing. This is my glow. <laughs> you have that glow. Um, it's thought that this helps it hide its silhouette from being spotted from below. Uh, if a predator sees it uh, above against the light from the surface, the green glow helps it to blend in. Nice. I'm picturing this. Uh, A little bit. We've talked about counter shading. Yeah. This is called counter illumination. So you're, you're camouflaging against light instead of color. Sounds like a pirate newspaper. Not like a for pirates, but like a anti-government newspaper. Oh, I see. Counter illumination. Uh, they also have a patch of non-luminescence on their throats that are designed to mimic smaller fish. So this is used as a lure... For the kind of predator that cookie can turn into prey. So they're trying to hide from larger things that could eat them, but entice things that would eat very small fish to right. come and be at. Be snacked on. Mm -hmm. Are we ready for the major fact? We are ready for the major fact. All right. So continuing on with the uh, theme of hunting, cookie monster is actually less of a predator and more of a parasite because... He's got such a tiny mouth, and he takes on some large prey. So using his crazy circular jaw and a specialized pharynx, which is the part all the way in the back of your throat above the larynx, um, to latch onto a thing and tear out a small cookie-shaped chunk. So, Delicious flesh cookies. Yeah, flesh cookies. Fish flesh cookies. Yeah. Not always fish, though. Um, so this usually doesn't kill the animal. It will eat, like, small squid and stuff like that, which they'll die yeah but for m most of the animals uh that it takes a bite out of they just i mean they're injured but they keep on swimming uh especially because they will take a bite out of just about anything other fish uh other sharks seals stingrays and even whales and porpoises Oh, wow. So, like, if you look this up, you're gonna you're gonna see pictures of like whales, cheese whales, yeah, with pock marks all over them from cookie cutter sharks. They're just like, I'll take a bite, I'll take another bite, or a swarm. I, sh I shouldn't, but I'll take a third bite. They said that the little thing that makes it look like there's a, a smaller fish, the little band, the band of anti bioluminescence or bio of, of regular of regular skin, <laughs> regular. regular. Bio. <laughs> uh, Bioplane. Yeah. 
It's like a plain pile cream cheese, please. <laughs> yeah, that when they're in schools, then this it looks like a bunch of like minnows or herring or whatever, like f- swimming together above, and then a thing will come in, and then they'll just swarm and take chunks out of it. That's horrifying. Yep, it's like a series of unfortunate events when he's attacked by the leeches. Yeah, you're going. It's like going to like a Wendy's. And you go through the drive-thru, and then you get robbed. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, I thought I was going to have a delicious meal, but then I have less than I had when I started. Yeah, you brought food. You went grocery shopping, and then you went to Wendy's to the drive-thru, and then you they get robbed of all your groceries. So they, they attack all these things, but their most impressive catch came in the 1970s when a few U.S. nuclear submarines, quite possibly the most dangerous ocean creature ever to roam. The real monster is man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, it's this giant beast. Um, were f- so these submarines were forced to return to their base for repairs when cookie-cutter sharks bit through their small sonar domes that were containing this, like... Uh, Sonic transmission fluid. I don't know how Was sonar this a works. German sub? No, they were U.S. Oh, dang. Germans? Yeah. This was during the Cold War. Oh, oh okay. So there were Germans in the <laughs> Cold War, but they weren't allowed to have submarines. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, it leaked the sonic transmission fluid into the water, ruining their equipment and making them unable to see their surroundings with sonar, which is very important to a submarine. So they had to turn and go back to base. I guess blindly stumble their way back to base. Ugh. Um, I don't know why you would have any aspect of the ship outside of the hull, but I guess you have to when you're building a submarine in the 70s. I think sonar is important to, like... I bet the location to, matters. It has to be in the water. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it can't be on the other side of the hole. Um, and then this happened again in the '80s, where 30 U.S. submarines were attacked. There's a lot of sub sandwiches here. This is this is like this is ha- shark. This is have it your way. <laughs> <laughs> Why are they eating it? I wonder. Because they're crazy. <laughs> well, they'll eat anything. They'll eat anything. Like a shark would. And they're like, look, there's there's a thing that is swimming. It looks like a real thing. I'm going to try to take a bite out of it. Oh, I can't take a bite out of this because it's made out of metal. I can't take a bite out of... Ooh, here's a soft thing. Wires. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, it doesn't taste very good, so I'm not going to do it again. But that doesn't mean my friend's not going to do it again. Yeah. It's like, what? You, you getting picky all of a sudden, Tom? <laughs> oh, I shouldn't besmirch the name Tom. It, it yeah, no. T- on this Tom, is, Tom is venerated. The... The the picky shark will be named Reginald, I guess. <laughs> Reginald the picky, the picky shark. Picky shark. No. Do, 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 picky shark. Oh, I had to do what, it at least once. It was either going to be that or Cookie Shark. That's fair. Do, do, do. I was thinking about opening it, but then I thought I'd spare the listeners, and then I just it just bubbled over. I couldn't contain myself. Um. So yeah, thirty U.S. subs had their wiring destroyed by. Uh, by cookie-cutter sharks while out on patrol to stop the Ruskies from destroying the planet. Man, did the Ruskies get their subs eaten? I don't know. Probably, but they're not going to report it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. The cookie Monster will eat just about anything. Including, I imagine, cookies. <laughs> if you had a big cookie monster, a big cookie sea monster, it would take a real big bite out of that. That's, that's very, very scary. <laughs> <laughs>
Maybe they threw that giant cookie into the ocean. And then just like... Cookie sharks ate it. And then everything just and had tied up in a nice, neat little bow. Yeah. Christmas bow. Yeah. <laughs> Christmas cookies. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all I got. Uh, so, for you out there in Podcastia, strengthen your pharynx and take a bite out of like, like the cookie cutter shark in life, death, and taxonomy. C is for cookie, and C is also a body of water, partially enclosed by land, and cookie is for me. Carlos here, and you want to know what my favorite flavor of cookie is? Oatmeal and review. We want to hear what you think about this show, especially the part about how great it is. And the best thing to wash that review cookie down is with a tall, cold glass of Measure Up intros. Keep sending those into ldtaxonomy at gmail.com, and your beautiful voice will be heard by tens of people all over the world. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Life, Death, and Taxonomy is my favorite in the world podcast. <laughs> if it distorts, it sounds even better. Yeah. Anyway, save that beautiful bean footage.